Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Before we get into the Word, I'd like to take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your wisdom that you have given to each and every one of us, Lord, when we ask you willingly, God. We thank you for your patience and the favor that you've given us, God. We thank you for your word that you hold above your very name, God. And we thank you that you have bestowed it upon us, Lord, so that we could find life everlasting in you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord all that you are doing, Lord, and we look forward with faith and celebration at what you will accomplish in our lives, Lord, in the future, God. So we just thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad you're with us and glad that we get to continue our discussion in the Word and specifically in the book of Acts with you today. We are still in chapter 12, and we're going to re or continue our discussion on verses 20 through 25. So if you have not yet read that section of scripture, I strongly encourage you to pause this episode now and take the time to, you know, an opportunity to read that section, and that way you can follow along in the discussion. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right, well now, as is our custom... I'm going to open the floor up for each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, LaCharles. Um, one of the first things that the Lord showed me here was that he pointed out just the irony in what they're saying. And with this, you can see that um, Herod here, he's a king and he has his own throne. But if you look back in the Gospels, they're ready to try to throw Jesus out saying he's a king and our king Caesar. And how they only had a selective appliance of what was trying to be over um, a coup, I'd say, mm-hmm. of Caesar's power at this time. But then they had these actual kings over them. And I just found that interesting that they were willing to listen to one, but the one who was actually a king, they wanted to throw out. And then another thing that um, I was just looking at in verse 25 was that when they took, it was um, Barnabas and Saul, when they returned from the ministry, Lois just showed me that if we look back into previous chapters inside of Acts, the one who first took Paul, um, not Paul, Saul at that point, to the disciples was Barnabas. Mm-hmm. Barnabas was the one who was always with them. So I found it interesting that it was those two together. Um, if you go back to, I believe it's chapter 9. I'll read it real quick. Okay. Um, yes, it's chapter 9, verse twenty, verses 26 through 30. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. 
So Lord just showed me that um I say that this was meant for them to be uh together the whole time, meaning that they're supposed to be going into the ministry together. And I found it interesting that it was Barnabas who first took him to the apostles when nobody else was willing to, and how it was also Barnabas who went to Tarsus to go seek Saul. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, later on, we'll see there's going to be a dissension between Paul and Barnabas uh-huh. over Mark. Yes. Uh, John Mark, because he he ran away um, when during persecution at a time or he fled. And so Paul ended up going with Silas and Barnabas took John with him. Or Mark. Yes. Mm-hmm. John Mark. I'll call mm-hmm. You brought up the interesting point about the people with Herod. And clearly they acknowledged him as a king. Yes. But as inherited as opposed to Christ, right? Yes. Acknowledged him in his place as king. But how they approached Herod was trying to snatch and grab for themselves and, and gain, uh, whether it's, you know, you want to call it favor, but position, right? And uh, I'll say an easier lifestyle for them. So it's interesting in, in the sense of the kingship, they wanted the natural king and wanted to approach the king by natural or carnal means, right? Yes. Where, where Jesus, you don't have to snatch the kingdom. You cannot snatch the kingdom for yourself, sure one. But two, you don't have to even attempt it. He freely gives you your place and your role and your position and even says, he who desires to be great or the greatest among you must be a servant to all. So you, so there's that. And then he also says, hey, uh, through, through Paul, or later, and in other books like Corinthians, right? He says, earnestly desire the greater gifts. They're, like, they're yours. You can have them, right? It's, they're all as the Spirit wills, or the, the gifts of the Spirit, that is. Yes. But they're done how? They're done, they all operate out of love. Love mm-hmm. for the Father and love for our neighbor as ourselves. So, but if we truly love the Father and we love our neighbor as mm-hmm. ourselves, then, well, guess what? We, we will be a servant to all. So you don't have to try to snatch for yourself. The Lord is saying, here, I have a kingdom. It's the greatest kingdom of all. I am the King of kings and Lord of lords. Mm-hmm. And if you want a place and position in my kingdom, just ask and do what I command you as, as your king, as your God, as your Lord. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But how how simple it is and how difficult it is for those that are, are fleshly or carnally minded. Because mm-hmm. how many how it when you really consider it, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Love God, love my neighbor as myself, serve others, and my position in the kingdom will be great. Mm-hmm. And it's not loving God with human love. It's loving him with the love he already supplied. It's reciprocating it's, it right just, back to him. Just putting it back towards him and then taking the love that he supplied and gave you and give that to someone else. That That's how you carry that out. And it, it is so simple on the, some of the But yeah, we teachers. would rather try to wheel and deal and steal and and move things around and be deceptive and all the, like, which we're reading about here, mm-hmm. right? And and their approach to Herod trying to, to get to him through one of his aides, uh, his personal aide, right? And in other words, having someone over them. Oh, well, he's our friend. Well, he's your friend because you have him in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. He owes you something. So you're taking advantage. You're manipulating. You're trying to mm-hmm. twist things to your advantage, which you 
cannot do in the kingdom is an impossibility. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, Charles, do you have something else? Yes, and I also found it interesting where it said that he was eaten by worms and died. And how when you think about it, the worms shouldn't have been there. What an acceleration. Yes. That was supernatural. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And I just mean like if you think about a house naturally, worms are found in the dirt. It's not often you find a worm in a house, like in the middle of the house or on a throne. Like, so it wasn't just um, popping out of the ground or something. This was, it was placed inside of him to eat him. Well, and that's why I said supernatural. Um, wherever a dead body lies. It's decaying. Yes. The worms are going to show up. And Whether maggots and yes. All of, they're, they're going to find their way and you would be questioning how they even get in here. They, they know what to do and they know how to get to where they're supposed to be to do what they do. So there was some supernatural other than the him dying there was supernatural like this is done there is no don't rush up here to help him the worms are already eating him that's <laughs> that's how dead he was like decomposition that had is already a, started. a super divinely accelerated pace mm-hmm. and, and promise i think you brought that up in a previous episode how um well not not exactly that point but how clearly there was it happened in the midst of the people so all could see Mm-hmm. But we see this throughout Scripture, right? How even when someone who is in opposition to the Lord perishes, mm-hmm. right? Is It is A, because they have prevented the word of the Lord or attempted to prevent the word of the Lord going forth. But two, we also see that it is, uh, I'll say, decision time for the rest to, to say, I'm going to come into alignment with the Lord because... Well, one, he's God, and two, I'll say it in this way: it's decision time for everyone else to to come into alignment with the Lord, and have and by that I mean have their heart towards the Lord, come into alignment with Him, not out of fear, right, but out of a recognition and a reverence of God as as God. He is who He is, mm-hmm. and He's holy, mm-hmm. and and I need to revere Him, Amen, because He is holy. I can't be messing around. Uh, I can't allow this little bit, bit of sin in my life. I have to come to him whole, complete, lacking nothing. And it's not that we can, I'll say, remove sin from our life, but there are there are choices and decisions, right? He's the one yes. that purified us. He's the one through his blood that covered us, that washed us white as snow. But we can choose to remain in that and remain in his presence mm-hmm. and never leave. No matter where we go, that's exactly how Jesus lived as our pattern example while on this earth. Amen. Amen. Oh, go ahead, promise. Um, very quickly, um, the Lord reminded me of how, um, what Charles was talking about, how he's eaten by worms mm-hmm. and how, um, Herod technically was a significant chunk of land and how he was eaten by something considered lowly which was worms and mm-hmm. usually when a person sees a worm they're not like man this is one of the best things in the world mm-hmm. when they see a worm they mainly think of a lowly thing mm-hmm. fish bait <laughs> mm-hmm. go ahead and how even with that that Herod was exalting himself and then he got smacked down if you will and got eaten by worms 
And Lord also remind me of how um, when Satan tried to kick God off his throne, how it said, it, it said, it didn't say that he was, it didn't say that he was let down on ropes and was allowed to hit the earth softly. It said that he was thrown out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. lightning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um. That's true. So I just want to, I want to point this out because a lot of people will look at it and go, well, God, why are you making this take so long to deal with Satan? Right? Has anybody had that thought? Like, man, this is taking a long time, Lord. If he's, since he's defeated, why didn't he just thrown in the lake of fire already? Remember, God is just and he is timeless. This, this issue with Satan happened in eternity. And now while time has been set aside to deal with um, sin in the way of having an opportunity for mankind to make their choice, are you going to choose a kingdom of light? Or are you going to choose a kingdom of darkness? <laughs> and then the Lord is going to wrap and roll all of that up into one. Satan is already defeated. His fate is beyond just quote unquote sealed. You know, we use that if their fate was sealed in, in our modern language, but it's beyond that. It is guaranteed to an, a degree that we can't even verbally describe and during this process is about letting us make our choice because if he removed sin before we made our choice, then there's no choice, right? So we have to make our choice. Um, my love, you referenced, um, revelation where the apostle John, who was the disciple, John fell down and worshiped, um, an angelic being, a spiritual being, not once, but like two or three times (laughs) in in the course of this revelation coming forward and, and having this vision with the Lord. He did that multiple times. And that one time did that fellow servant consider or ponder accepting that worship that indicates something that being had already made their choice for the kingdom of light. That, that being already made their choice for God. We in our natural flesh are still making our choice. So while that's happening, the adversary has a short time, right? But he, yes. will, he is already dealt with. And then all the people that choose the kingdom of darkness are going to be dealt with, finalized, wrapped up. God's not doing this two and three and four times. He's taking care of business and he's on his just right and righteous and holy schedule. So we have to get on his beat, not try to make him get on ours. Right. Because the way we yes. do things is like, OK, God, yes, halfway. That's two out of five. That's OK. I'll take it, Lord. And we start gambling and shooting dice and we'll come back 15 times and just get one one result accomplished. But God is like, no, no, I'm going to the quick. I'm going to the root. I'm going to the heart. I'm getting all of this out of my kingdom. I'm getting all of it. And I'm going to deal with all of this sin and everything that made its choice and everyone that made its choice for the kingdom of darkness is going to take part in the same fellowship in the lake of fire choose life choose life everybody choose life the lord has declared it i'm telling you holy spirit's knocking on the door choose life and that's as simple as coming into relationship with jesus christ but do that so that you live and then you will be like that fellow servant going no no don't worship me i'm your fellow servant worship god right and there's no temptation on that servant's part like ooh, okay i'll let you fall down this once nobody's looking up here Right. None of that whatsoever. So make your choice to stand for Christ. And I know that that's probably a deep concept for you, but meditate on it with the Lord and he will minister to your heart and then go search the scriptures and read, read, read. So you can see what we're talking about. Also promise something I wanted to bring up is Romans chapter 
12 versus, um, let's see. I'll read verse 19 to you. It says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Promise you brought this up in a previous podcast that Herod had just killed James, the the apostle James, not the brother of Jesus Christ, James. But the disciple, apostle James, was just killed. And we talked about he decided to go to heaven because we see the grace of God when you choose to live like they boiled. How, what did, how many things did they do to try to kill John? And they could not. <laughs> so they just had to um, exile him. And there are other people that mm-hmm. have the same testimony that are in, you know, more modern times that they shot him, stabbed him. You know, they kept shooting him and all that stuff. And they would just get up and keep going. The Apostle Paul, they Amen. stoned yes. him till he was dead and he just popped up and said, all right, and kept on moving because he did not choose to go home at that time. So in this, I wanted to point out, don't let the devil kill you. Don't give him place. Right. We resist the devil. We submit to God and resist the devil. Keep that in your heart and and meditate on that. And then the Lord dealt with this man, Herod. The disciples didn't go get their Mm -hmm. knives and pitchforks. They didn't rally around and, you know, start, you know. Stirring up a movement against him. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that they bowed down and they cowered. Or that they were in agreement with what he was doing. Exactly. They They weren't in agreement with what Herod was doing or the movement behind it. They weren't also either trying to take vengeance for themselves. They weren't having a secret meeting, you know, where they're lighting them torches and, you know, planning how they would repay the (laughs) revenge his death because it was one of their brothers, a a literal brother to one and a beloved brother who had been through hard times and been with the Lord together and all of that. And it would be easy for them to enter into unforgiveness and, trying to take vengeance, but they did not. But we see that our Lord said, okay, your measure's full, my friend. Judgment is coming forth. I'm releasing to you mm-hmm. what is due, what you have decided that you and determined that you want in your life, I'm releasing it to you. And that's what it was, a swift death, which was in like kind to what he had done to other people. We, we talked about that as well. well and, he, and even the death, right? And, and Charles, you brought it up and promise in an earlier episode how yes it was swift it was public but also the death itself we talked in just in this episode the worms that came right i was reminded of um it's it's in isaiah 66 Mm -hmm. um where he talks about how uh as in verse 24 it talks about for their worm does not die and their fire is not quenched they shall be in abhorrence to all flesh but jesus referenced that exact line in Mark 9, talking about offenses and talking, uh, well, offenses, but also talking about sin. And he's saying, if your foot causes you to stumble, causes you to sin, remove it. It's better for you to enter into heaven main than, right, enter into hell and hellfire, right? Mm-hmm. Where their worm does not die and their fire is not quenched, right? And if your eye causes oh you to stumble, whatever causes you to stumble, he's saying, Remove that thing that is causing you to sin from your life so you don't end up in this place. So it's incredibly obvious where Herod went. There should be no question. Amen. And just to think about that, have worms eating some, to be eaten by worms and they never eat and consume. And you just watch them munching on you all the time. That is, (laughs) I want no part of that. Oh my gosh. But you see, it happened here. 
Amen. I'll say in the flesh, in the natural, just confirming the word of the Lord that he spoke yeah. in the Gospels. Made evident what was going on. Made ev- Exactly, made evident. What do you want to say, promise? And also with that, with the worms, they weren't, um, worms are not fast, they're slow. And the fact that everybody was still there. <laughs> slow munching, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're not quick moving creatures. So it shows clearly they're they're not latching on to a, a live being. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That that would be a challenge and they would not be able to keep up, but they're clearly doing the job. Right? Oh my. It just shows how again, as we brought up, how well, to quote another individual, they were graveyard dead. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they were beyond that. They were they were graveyard dead. And then it, it brings another correlation to me to remember that our our Lord and Savior was buried for three days. Mm-hmm. There were no worms eating him. Hallelujah, because he got up. The, he got the, up. The, the word says that he would not allow his holy one to see corruption. Glory to God. That that's corruption right there. That destruction of his um, physical body, leaving him in hell, so that his his physical body would rot. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Think about that. But God raised him. Not a worm nibbled. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else. In the name of Jesus. But, but I just, well, I said what I said, right, is I want to encourage the listeners to choose the Lord. And in, in choosing the Lord, remove sin from your life. Anything that prevents you from really being in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord, sin cannot be in the presence of the Lord. It, he is holy. Amen. Amen. Right? So remove the things that would, A, cause you to stumble, that would bring shame and discredit upon the gospel, but then also prevents the Lord from moving in the power and the authority in your life, in and through you, ministering to others their needs. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, you can't do this from a religious standpoint. You Amen. cannot remove sin from your life from just, I'm a nice person. I, I take meals to the homeless. I, I, I think nice thoughts. You cannot do this from being a nice, quote unquote, nice person. It has to only come through salvation. And that's as simple as calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. Knowing in your heart you want him to be Lord and master of your life. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. From that place of I need you in my life. Be my Lord and come into my heart. That's it. Just call his name with from that perspective and you're saved. You don't have to make it long, drawn out, breathy or complicated. Call Those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So religion works. None of that work. <laughs> none of those things are the answer. Jesus and salvation. And then he will move you to the place that you're able to walk righteously and holy before him, not in your flesh, not in your own strength, but by the grace and the power and the love that he supplies to you. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for all the things that you're doing in our lives, Lord. We just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your written word, Lord, and that you speak Mm -hmm. to us directly, Lord. And that way we can listen and hear you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he makes things known unto us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayer's morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.